Hello and welcome to All in the Addicted Gamblers podcast. My name is Brian. It's Wednesday, July 22nd, and we have a virtual meeting for tonight. We have eight of us here tonight, but we have a new person tonight. So with that said, would Luke R., would you please uh, just introduce yourself? Tell us the last time you gambled. Tell us a bit about your gambling and tell us why you sought out this meeting. All right. My name is Luke R. I'm a compulsive gamer gambler date of last bet was one week ago today so july 15th 2018 or 2020 um i've been listening to your podcast on and off for about two months yeah about is when i found it and uh really like uh i listened to another video or another podcast today actually about like um have not being able to be ready to give up gambling and uh i had some things i wanted to say about that but i'll save it for later um bottom line i'm 20 years old i was an on an online gambling addict and uh i started to get into like bets with friends and stuff and it's just not overall not good i'm a very compulsive person and uh gambling is one of the things that makes me very angry and uh, i was a poker player for a lot of my life like the last four years, a lot of my gambling life. And then it wasn't fast enough for me. So I transitioned to online slots and had some jackpot hits. And it was a really good feeling. And then it was like this really bad feeling after losing everything. And um, really it just became not about the money anymore. And that's when I uh, realized that I had an issue and um, sought help from GA. And uh, about six months ago, I started that and, uh, coronavirus really impacted me hardly as a online gambling addict because the in-person meetings were what really helped me out and uh, they stopped that and um, I was like not very like into like trying to figure out zoom but uh, I recently figured it out actually like about a month ago so just click a link and yeah you just click the link it's not hard But uh, I, I didn't know, I just didn't motivate myself for that. And I was just kind of really annoyed about this whole thing. And uh, yeah, so bottom line, we're back doing these meetings now. I have a GA meeting tomorrow and I'm going to join my GA meeting at eight tonight, which is in an hour uh, for me at least. Um, and uh, it's just all about, and I just had some insight that I wanted to help share on this podcast. So that's kind of why I joined and uh, I really want to help you guys out and I really want to get help for myself too. Thank you. Well, great, Luke. Thanks for being here. Um, So tonight, uh, Danielle has a topic that she has in mind that she last week was going to present tonight. So Danielle has a topic, so I'll let her take it away. Sure. Hey, guys. Um, My name is Danielle, compulsive gambler. That's about July 31st of 2018. Thanks. Um, Hi, everybody. So... I was thinking about um, the how from the GA book. I'll write this in the chat too, but um, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness are the three words in our recovery. It's one of the first things I heard when I came into GA. Um, So my questions to think about, or if you have anything else, I would love to hear it. Uh, How have we used those three words as part of our recovery? And then do you believe your thoughts have changed about those, the importance of these three words since entering recovery, since your first, um, since you first entered recovery or anything else that you can think about, about the topic. So that was the idea. Um, so I figured I'd throw it out there and I don't really want to go first tonight. So I'm going to just give me a sad face. (laughs) Should I go first? 
I'll go first. Okay, like don't feel guilted if you don't want to. No, it's okay. It's really all right. I'll go first. All right. So yes, my name is Danielle. Last bet July thirty first of twenty eighteen. Um, you know when I was I was at a actually Tiff was at this meeting. This is Tiff and I saw each other at a uh, at a conference, and I talked about. Talked. They asked us, what are the three most important things that you've learned since entering recovery? It was like a joint meeting, whatever. And I talked about how important this was for my recovery in terms of the how. Um, you know, honesty, I've talked we've talked about it. I talked about it. We talked about it on Monday night, open being open and honest to our loved ones about what did we tell them uh, about our gambling and have we been completely open? So I was completely honest from day one with my father and my husband, and I haven't held anything back from others uh, necessarily. Have I told them everything? If it's not necessary, I have not. However, if it was necessary, like my parents, um, even my brother and my, my husband, I've told them everything. I've been completely honest with them. And I think that that's been really important for me is also being honest with, am I confused about how something's going or do I understand what someone says? And if I don't understand, I need to ask questions because I'm in here to learn. I'm in my rooms to learn. And if I don't understand and I'm not honest in being saying, I, I don't get it. Like, I don't want to be, I shouldn't be embarrassed to say, hey, can you explain that to me? Because I want to learn. I want to better myself. Um, open-mindedness. I've been open-minded since, uh, day one, I think. I, although I have to say three months in when I actually learned the etiology of my actual addiction, uh, where it was more of a, I had a, a genetic component, truly a genetic component. I tested positive for a gene that was linked to addiction and mental health. And, I think I became much more open-minded at that point in time because I started feeling like I, it helped me understand that I wasn't this bad person, that it wasn't my fault necessarily, although I have to take responsibility for my actions, uh, that there was something else that started this whole process. Uh, I took it to that, you know, I crossed that invisible line, but I had something that kind of pushed me there a little bit. And that made me feel a little bit more, open-minded about listening to what everyone was saying in the rooms about addiction itself, because I had a very negative viewpoint of addiction prior to coming into the rooms, despite having multiple family members with addictions and knowing a lot of people with addictions. I just had this negative viewpoint. And I believe that being in the rooms and being open-minded to what people are sharing was very important. And then uh, willingness to learn and willingness to grow willingness to do the work. You know, I don't want to come in and just sit back and just listen. I need to be active in my recovery. And by being on these meetings and being active in GA and doing all these different things, I have to be willing to do that. Otherwise, there's a difference between abstaining and recovery. And to me, if I'm not willing to put the work in, I'm just abstaining. I'm not recovering and I need to recover. So the I recognize the importance of those words when I first read them. However, throughout the last almost two years, I have recognized that they are really key to my own personal recovery. And I'm just interested to hear 
everyone else's uh, viewpoints on that. And I'm open for any comments or questions. Otherwise, um, we can pass it on to whoever wants to go next. So thank you. All right. All right. Jeff, you waved at me. So you're, you're going next. Hi, Danielle. Thank you. I am Jeff. I am a compulsive gambler. And I last bet in July of 2015. Happy to be here. Welcome, Luke. Um, okay, so the how of the program, which is um, something that I learned about in GA, honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. Um, I remember when I first heard that the honesty comes in when you're doing step one, the open-mindedness comes in when doing step two, and the willingness comes in when doing step three. And that really made a lot of sense to me because um, in my view, you need honesty to, uh, to admit your powerlessness over gambling. And you need to be at least open-minded to believe that um, there may be a power greater than ourself that could restore us to a normal way of thinking and living. And then... On the third step, um, you need willingness, willingness to make that decision to turn our will and our life over to the care uh, and the power of, uh, of our own understanding, to the care of this power of our understanding. But in any event, um, and I thought it was really brilliant when I, when I really began to think about it. Um, I never really had struggled with step one, when I came into the program, I finally admitted my powerlessness over gambling. And when I say I finally admitted it, because all the years and years of gambling, I completely denied um, that I was powerless. I fooled myself in thinking that I could control my gambling, um, although I think if I really looked hard and deep, not, not even that deep, I would have, it was, it was so clear that I had no control. But once, you know, the cat was out of the bag, so to speak, I was sure, yeah, obviously I was powerless. Now, in terms of step two, I got, that was what I call the intimidating step. I was intimidated because that was the first time that they talk about this power greater than myself. And, um, you know, the, the, the G word came to mind, you know, God, and, and uh, I was very intimidated by that uh, because I wasn't particularly um, religious at that point, nor did I have a level of faith that I thought could carry me through this recovery process. But when it was explained to me, all was needed is that I would be open to the fact that there would be a power greater than myself to restore me to a normal way of thinking and living, I was able to hop on that train and that made it a lot easier. And then of course, by the time I did step three, um, I did graduate, so to speak, to becoming willing to actually turn my will um, and my life over to the care of something. And I remember that when I resisted the idea or the concept of turning my life over to something other than myself, it was explained, or actually I was asked, well, um, why do you feel so 
reluctant to do that. And I felt, well, that would have just um, stripped me of my independence and control over my own life. And I don't want to do that. And then they asked me, well, how has it been over the last you know, X amount of years when you were in control of your whole life? How'd that work out for you? And uh, I had to obviously admit not very well, considering that I began my recovery journey um, in a psychiatric hospital because I was suicidal. So that, again, made me willing to do it. So I just like the how of the program because to me it suggests a an introduction into step work that is extremely um, understanding and compassionate and not something that it was forced upon me. And that's how I view the steps, actually. I feel that it is literally the steps. I mean, you, you go from one step to the second step to the third, and you, you finally reach the top at, at the 12th step, although you don't graduate. So I just love the idea of the how. I'm not sure if this is what you had in mind when you introduced the topic, but that was sort of what, you know, what, what I recall about how and how I view it. I think it's just a, it's a really helpful concept. So I'm done. And uh, unless there are questions, I'll be happy to. Uh, yes, Danielle. I just want to say I am absolutely blown away by the way. I never heard of it like that with the how or the honesty is step one, open-mindedness, step two, and willingness, step three. I never thought about it like that. I just texted my mom and my sponsor about that statement because I'm just so blown away by it and I love it. And thank you. That's amazing. I was pretty blown away by it too. When somebody told me, so I'm just a messenger. I didn't create the idea. All right. So let's see. How about, Hmm. I love this, the power of selecting someone else. I'm going to select the guy who is celebrating six years in recovery tomorrow. Hmm. Brian. Thanks. Um, let's see. Honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. I was 24 when I entered into recovery for the first time, and I was none of those. I was not honest with other people, nor was I honest with myself, which is more of what that means to me. Um, I, I've always been an open-minded person, but when it comes to my own recovery, no, I have not. Jeff will tell you. I, I you know, Jeff says you know, you should try this. And I say, no, I'm good. I'm doing this and it's working and that's what I'll stick with. Um, and then the willingness, I've always had a willingness to not gamble. I've always had a willingness to want to recover, but I don't know that I've ever had a willingness to actually recover and work on my character defects. I've, I've, I think I'm a little defensive about my character defects actually. And, and the more we do these meetings, um, you know, it's funny because I didn't, we didn't have to do these meetings on this, on this podcast. We didn't have to do any of this and, and, and we're doing it and I'm sitting here like, well, now that we're doing these meetings, now I have to actually talk about my feelings uh, a little more in depth than I do. And so um, I will say that at this point in my life and at this point in my recovery, I've always been an honest person. I, I, as I told my wife, I eventually, I will tell you the truth. I'm, I'm, I don't hold anything back. I don't have many, I, I don't think I have any secrets. At this point, I mean, there's at least someone in the world who knows something about me. I don't, there's nothing I've done that hasn't been put out there. Um, but my honesty towards myself is where I uh, am, I fault. 
because I'll lie to myself a lot and tell myself like, well, if I just don't gamble, that's okay. And that worked for a while. But also I have to have reasons of why I don't want to gamble. And, you know, the reasons change over the years and I don't think anything ever stuck. But now that I'm, I have a family and I have a wife and I have a child, I need to be honest with them. I need to be open-minded to ways to recover, to always prevent the gambling. Because the gambling is what always did me harm. The gambling is what always got me in trouble. And so in no way do I ever want to go back to gambling. I don't care what keeps me away from it, but I don't want to gamble ever again because gambling made me unhappy. It made me happy in short spurts, but it made me unhappy overall. And it really derailed the life that I was trying to lead. And um, it wasn't until a friend of mine said recently, like, Brian, you lead a pretty good life, don't you? And I had to think about that. And that was Jeff. Let's just give him credit. Um, he said that to me. And I thought to myself, oh, but it's not the life I want. And I think, was this yesterday, Jeff? Or was it two days ago? My memory is terrible these days. Uh, but yesterday, he, he said, you, you have a pretty good life, Brian. And I said, well, yeah, but it's not what I want to do. And then that bugged me the rest of the night. Because, of course, not everybody gets to lead the life that they choose but I'm leading a pretty damn good life and I have love and I am loved and I care about people and people care about me and my stress since gambling has just gone away. I, I you know, there's, there's always an everyday stressor that is going to cause you something, but there's no lingering. I need to pay these people. I need to pay these people. I need to pay these people. There is just simply whatever stress I can create for myself, which is basically mischief at this point. There's nothing that I'm going to do that isn't going to be okay because I'm not gambling. Um, and that to me, you know, stupid Jeff and his stupid good intentions. Uh, it, I, it stuck with me so much that 24 hours later, here I am talking about it. And the fact that like, I do have a good life. You know, I look back and I go, Oh, I'm not doing what I wanted to be doing at this point, but I have a damn good life. And so I need to be grateful. So if I could just add a G to your how, um, I, I also want to, I want to be a grateful recovering compulsive gambler. And so, you know, last night it was pointed out to me and today I kind of realized like I am grateful in five minutes before we got on here and Amy was the first one on here. I was across the street at my neighbor's house and I'm looking around and everyone's talking and having a good time. And I thought I have a good life. I have a good life and I owe that to not gambling. I, I haven't solved all my character defects. Um, I need to be, you know, to use the how, I need to be more open-minded to do that. I need to be more willing to uh, engage people with my bad character defects. I need to listen to people when they tell me, you know, not through their own judgment, but through their own, specifically my wife, I guess, through her own trying to love me is, is you know, she's just, she's she cares. And so she's trying to help. Um, and so it's interesting to reflect on six years and being honest. Um, I only made it two and a half years, twice, and then a year and a half. And then that was it. I made it a year and a half, I made it two and a half, and I made it two and a half, which are great gaps in gambling, which are wonderful. But um, it never solved the problem. There was always that. And I know rock bottom is a term that some people like, some people don't. But there was always that rock bottom that I never had hit. And then I went down and I, I, I touched it with my bottom and it was not fun. And so um, I'm, I'm just really happy today that I'm able to not gamble 
that I'm able to be honest with as many people as I can. And I'm a little more honest with myself these days about what I actually need to work on and what I actually need to do in recovery to solve not only my gambling issue, but my own issues. And so I think these three words that um, Danielle's topic covers so greatly, um, I, again, Jeff, like you popped in there and you said, these are the first three steps and that's a cool way to look at it. But I also just think these are... Th- three characteristics that just make a good person in life, right? These are just three things that make people good people. And so if those of us who have addictions can just be good people and try to at least get in line with good people, then, you know, our addictions will fall into place and we'll be able to work that out. But that's just what I have to say on it. Thank you for listening. Uh, And again, I want to just thank all of you as well. I wouldn't say this normally, but since We've hit a couple of anniversaries here, and this is my moment to share. I just, uh, if it wasn't for you guys here in this meeting, all of you and the people we do the meetings with on Sunday, we would not have hit 100 episodes because this wouldn't have been possible. So this is only possible through all of you. And so this podcast is growing and our, our reaching out to each other. And, you know, Luke is a good example of this as well. The man just popped in today and was like, I just want to be a part of this. You guys seem like you want to talk about gambling and help each other out. And that's what I want to do. And so that's what we all just set out to do. That's why you guys are all here. You guys could all go to different meetings, but you come here because you believe that we can all spread the word and help other people with this. So I just want to thank each and every one of you. And I really appreciate everything you've done for this podcast and for yourselves and for everybody else in your world. So thank you. Uh And thank you straight back to you, Brian. I mean, I, I've listened uh, since day one and uh, I'm probably not the only one that would say, yeah, without having this podcast here for the last few years, I, I don't know where I'd be. So a massive thank you right back to you. Well, Shane, I appreciate that. And I, I always say like, it's called all in the addicted gamblers podcast because it's the addicted gamblers podcast. It's not mine. It's the addicted gambler. And so that's all of us. And mm. unfortunately we have to deal with that shit and it sucks, but here we all are. And, and may I just point out that here Andre is again, and, Andre had his hiccup, you know, a month ago and here he is and he's back and he, he has been at all these meetings ever since. And so I applaud him and I just want to, I just, I just, it's weird. Last, I, I'm a little overcome with emotion with all of you. This is really nice. And this is really, I'm pleased with the direction we're all headed. And so I, I applaud you all. So thank you. And just keeping with, with that spirit, Brian, because I think you set the tone. I want to mention something to Luke that just occurred to me that I have suits that are older than you. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, Well, if nobody else has any comments on what I offered, I would like to pass. Oh, you're right, Jeff. This is fun. Uh, Well, you know, I got to pass to Shane because he opened his mouth. That's the trouble. That's always where the problems begin. (laughs) Thank you, Brian. I'm Shane, compulsive gambler, last bet in August 2019. Um, really interesting topic here. I think that, uh, as a few of you guys have already said, the three themes really work together for me. So, honesty, uh, yeah, look, I mean, it's probably the hardest thing to deal with. You know, similar to you, Brian, I'm a pretty honest person. I find that generally find it really hard to lie. And when I when I try, I get found out pretty quickly. So not particularly good at it, but I would say that that would summarize, you know, my first 25 years. But when I slipped into the compulsive addicted gambler phase, I had a lot of practice at, um, at, at being dishonest. So, uh, look for me, you know, honesty is the thing that has to happen first. You have to, you have to be honest with yourself and you have to be honest with 
with other people and, uh, you know, it begins internally and that acknowledgement that, yep, you have a problem and, you know, as many times as you think you can can control it and, and pull it back in and, uh, you know, avoid the issues that you have, uh, you know, it happens to all of us, but until you get to that point where you realize you actually are past it and you can't control it, then nothing else, nothing else really comes from it. So I think I've mentioned before that, you know, one of the things I struggle with even today is, is, is going back to that person that, that is absolutely honest about everything where, where it's even things that have no consequence and simple things where I'll, I'll just, I'll just end up not telling the truth about something and it makes no sense. But um, I've just become so used to that behavior. So yeah, honesty for me is, is everything. Um, I mean, op- openness is probably a, a factor that builds on that for me. So, um, you know, being willing to accept different ideas and I mean, this, this podcast um, and also the, the group chats that we have every day are uh, you know, great opportunities for me to practice being open and listening listening to other people's point of views, um, you know, particularly at times where I may not necessarily agree with them or fully understand. I think, I think you have to be open to different things to recover fully um, and to get on that path. So again, you know, really, really big part. And I think willingness speaks for itself. Um, You know, it's all good and well to say that you're not going to gamble again. And um, I've said that a thousand times to myself, but unless you're willing to, to put the effort in and to, to do whatever works for you um, to get on that path to recovery and, and to stay on it, um, you know, to me it all sort of falls apart. So that willingness is, is really big. And, uh, again, I think it builds from the honesty and openness that, that um, you know, that we begin with. So I'll probably leave it there. I won't um, go on too long. Um, if there's no questions or comments, I will. Uh, I might pass it on to Luke. Actually, if you're if you're ready to go, just mute. Yeah. Sorry. My name is Luke. My day last bet was July fifteenth, twenty twenty. So one week ago from today. Um, I would like to start by just um, saying thank you all for joining and coming together. Um, this has really been a helping hand for me. Um. I live a very kind of, my job is pretty isolated. It's, uh, I work as a golf course maintenance operator. So I do like all the mowing on grasses and stuff. And that's where I listen to the podcasts and stuff out on the mowers, out on the job. So it's kind of a lot of fun for me. Um, and, uh, really my story begins when I was like 16, but, uh, we won't really go there. I just like to, uh, say something, um, you know, a lot of people that are in this podcast say that they can't relate because they went to, like, Brian, I think you said you went to GA when you were really young and you didn't really know what to do. And uh, I started going to GA when I was 20, which is about when a little bit ago for me, like six months ago. And, uh, yeah, I, I, felt, I felt I could relate to your story where it was hard for me to relate at that time. Um, to all these other people who are like 60 celebrating seven years I was just trying to make it through a night you know it's just not a very good time in my life um and anyway uh I actually really want to take to heart with all your stories about how you guys a lot of people in this podcast weren't uh, saving uh they were ready to give it up give up gambling and uh my kind of philosophy and is with the honesty thing is that um you just got to be honest with yourself like see uh 
a wise man once told me at a GM meeting uh, a few weeks or a few months back, he said, um, you can either listen to our horror stories now or come back with horror stories of your own. And I feel like I've already had my horror stories, even though I'm 20. Uh, it probably is not as financially as bad as you guys, but it was definitely taking a really hard emotional toll on me and uh, mental, especially like, it's just like, it's the worst feeling like when you just are not in action when you're trying to be an addict when you're trying to gamble and you're just not in action and you get you have to do it every day for me at least and it was just one of those things that I just could not freaking get a grip on and I could not be happy with myself and it honestly became to make me really angry or began to really make me angry and uh basically kind of ruined my life for a while and uh that's just where I've been um it's just a lifelong, lifetime addiction uh, that I'm going to have to deal with. And uh, I actually was just in a meeting a few weeks ago, and uh, I found these words really helpful. Uh, someone said, what are you doing now? And then if you're not gambling now, and you put enough nows together, pretty soon you'll have 20 years. And that's just kind of what I have to ask myself. And I ended up doing it like every 15 minutes at times, just like, what are you doing now? not gambling so it's very like it, I, it was very eye-opening for me I guess is what I'm trying to say and uh, I hope some of you guys can take that to uh, help you guys if that makes sense and uh, yeah really is just I want to be able to like help other people with the like, part of step 12 and uh, I've kind of really I've affected a lot of people with uh, step 8 I've affected a lot of people with my gambling. Um, it's, it's not going to go through some of the stuff I've had to do or done. And it's just been an, a roller coaster at times to help put make myself seem like less of a piece of shit. <laughs> I really, if I was in their shoes, I'd be upset with me too. And it's just kind of like all of this stuff coming back to me. And uh, again, with Step 12, I made my YouTube channel. Um, I put it in the show notes or not in the show notes in the uh what do you call it chat in the zoom chat brian might be able to put in the zoom and i've already show notes i've already well. subscribed okay he's already subscribed it's uh splash a r splash r and uh, i'm sure you can type it out in the show notes or something like that i'd appreciate it anyway thank you brian for the subscription by the way <laughs> um i just want to help out and grow my channel and uh trying to affect as many people as i can or I can come in contact with as many gamblers as I possibly can and uh, really help spread this positive energy and positive vibes. Um, and I'm not really sure how long I'm supposed to go, to, but can I talk for like two two or three more minutes? Is that possible? All right, sounds good. Um, and uh, I'd really like to point out something that uh, Step 11, it's just I started getting heavy and I'm a heavy golf player, um, not gambling on the golf course. Uh, obviously um i really take step 11 i really find step 11 very enlightening and uh it's just like i, I kind of just want to share a meditative thought that i can that i go through whenever i sit down to do that um i kind of just close my eyes and just like keep breathing and then you like keep focusing and you see a light and it's just like very eye-opening and it's like no drinking no gambling no none none of that stuff that's bad for you and it really helps me 
see if I like really focus for a while and really focus on my breath. It takes like for me about 15 minutes now to get to a really good spot. And every, every single time I walk out of that, I feel completely rejuvenated. It's like the best thing that ever happened to me. Um, and I really think you guys should consider seven step 11 as a daily practice for you guys. And, um, as it really helps me, um, I'm only a weekend, obviously I'm, like I said, I wasn't really ready. And I'm sure a lot of people that are on this podcast were the same way where they just weren't ready to give it up. And, uh, it's just, I've accepted the fact I've written down a list of all the, a while ago, there were the pro and cons or like a couple episodes ago, you had the pro and con sheet. And uh, I made that list for myself and I really couldn't think of any advantages for myself of gambling. And, uh, I could think of a ton of advantages of not gambling. And really, I posted that actually right on my desk that I look at and walk out every single day of my room. Um, it's just one of those things that I have to like really consider. And uh, I'm really working on my interpretation of the steps. And uh, I have uh, weekly epiphanies, if you would say, with a lot of these things. And uh, I'm looking to share those with you guys and really the world. And uh, I'd like to thank you for my time. Thank you. Thank you, Luke. Um, hey, Luke. Uh, yes. I think I think what you said is very noble, and I'm I'm really excited that you you want to help everybody. But I'm I'm going to guarantee you that everybody else in this room right now wants you to help yourself first. Yeah. Um, as you said, when you came in, you were a week. Yeah. Right. It's been a week, but you, it sounds like you've been in GA longer. But you've run. I have been some... in GA longer, and I have had streaks of a couple months. So. Okay. That's... That's yeah. excellent. That's excellent, yeah. man. Um, we want we we want you to be in a good place yourself before you worry about yeah. other people. But I think it's yeah. I think it's a noble noble trait that you have, and I think it's lovely. And also, you know, it, well, you know, you listen to this podcast. I started the podcast because I just want to talk about gambling, and it helped yeah. me. And yeah. it looks like that's what you're doing with your YouTube channel. Yeah. And that's why you came here today. And so I yeah. applaud you, sir. And and I hope for the best that you can stay away from gambling. And I'm sure other people right now have comments to make, uh, but I wish you all the best, Luke. And I, I thank you for being here. Thank you. I got to follow up on that, Brian, because um, I totally get what you said, Brian. And um, I even remember when I was in GA for a few months and um, a woman that had been in the program that has had been in the program for a while took me, and by the side and said, you know, you're two-stepping. I don't know what the hell that meant. Until she explained to me that it's very common when you come into GA, you go right from step one to step 12. And um, the point that she was making is I was giving advice to other people. Now, that seems to be the, the, the feeling that most people have about GA. Just And Brian sort of expressed the fact that, yeah, we have to worry about or, you know, focus on our own recovery first, et cetera, et cetera. I have to tell you that I've evolved. Okay. First of all, Luke, I'm blown away by you, man. I mean, like you're 20 years old. You came to this thing. You have such confidence and such poise. It's like, I mean, I can, I mean, was I walking and chewing gum at the same time when I was, I don't know. So I say to you, do what you're doing. Man, I mean, if that's what is lighting a fire under your belly mm-hmm. by doing this YouTube channel, and that's what's keeping you 
motivated in recovery at 20, you fucking do it. Because I've seen so many people that are many years older than you that come in and can't relate and lose interest. So I say that if you find something that works for you, and it sounds like you have, um, go for it. Because it will have that effect of helping your own recovery. But you just blew me away. I mean, I think you're, you, you're just, I mean, your confidence. And, and the way, I mean, coming into a freaking meeting like this on a podcast with people that are much older, one person in particular that's much, much older, has to be intimidating for most people. But you seem to be taking it all in stride. So I applaud you for it. And uh, it's awesome. And then I'm going to talk to you about coming to the other meetings that we have because okay. you're, you're amazing. Thank you. Sure. I was just going to echo basically what Brian and Jeff were saying. Just don't, don't rush recovery because I was, I was the same way as you. I just was like, so like I was impatient just to get better because I felt like I lost a lot of time with my gambling, but just you're very yeah. young. And I, I commend you like, you know, Brian and Jeff were saying, for being so young and go to a GA meeting, you know, the average age in a GA is like mm-hmm. the 40s, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the fact that you, you went and you were going for like six months, despite yeah. like that age discrepancy, and you stuck with it. So that's, that's amazing to me, because a lot of people wouldn't do that. And I yeah. think you're really doing a great job. Just, you know, be, be mindful, it's going to take time, you know, don't don't text us two step, you know, one to twelve. And I yeah. the last the last podcast I was just posted the the hundredth episode. And one gentleman mentioned uh, steps two to eleven is recovery. So just be mindful of that. Don't text us two step one and twelve. Yeah, no, that's fair. Thank you. I gotta ask, what were you? Um, I, uh, I don't know if I'm in compliance by accident, but what did you gamble between the, at the age of sixteen? Oh, sixteen. What was I doing? Oh, yeah. Um, I was a video game player and uh, you could gamble online and video games. That's what I was doing. And then I got into online poker when I was like 17 and then DraftKings when I turned 18 and really just online poker since then. Yeah. Uh, So I was wondering like, geez. Yeah. It it, it, it started like bad. Yeah. It was not, not, not something you wanted to be in for sure. Well, if nobody else has any questions. uh, Okay. Andre, you want to go, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I kind of want to go after the first couple people. Uh, yeah, because I had something to say before I forgot it. Uh, first of all, Luke, uh, I agree with them. Uh, that yeah, if that's uh, what it takes you to continue to do what you do, then uh, yeah, I say yeah, go for it. Because uh, I'm only a month, actually, like three and a half weeks in myself, and I remember coming here and then uh, yeah, having a mistake and then uh, coming back, but um. Yeah, I definitely love your confidence and you uh, yeah, spoke to a few people. You see how we feel about it, and especially myself, uh, even though I'm not uh, 20, I'm similar to you. I did start at a, a younger <clears throat> age uh, on the streets uh, gambling. So we all, it's, um, I guess we all learned that's a million different ways that you can uh, do this thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just want to say that you inspired uh, me also yeah, for you to be able to do that at the age of 20 is, is crazy. Uh, but Andre, being a compulsive gambler, uh, I uh, actually feel uh, amazing uh, being on here today uh, because I uh, can't lie, the last 48 hours I definitely was uh, considering uh, going. Uh, that's why I hopped on the podcast in the middle of the day yesterday. 
uh, which helped. And then, uh, yeah, today I'm a kind of by the books person and my morning was crazy. Then ended up dropping the kids off to like 11 when I usually drop them off at 8.30, just messed my whole day up and uh, definitely had the mindset. Uh, yeah, today is messed up. Uh, the gym didn't work today. And honestly, it was either come here or go to the casino tonight. And uh, yeah, just being honest, uh, this helped and I'm not uh, going. Uh, and uh, so that just shows me that you got to stay at this thing uh, multiple days all the time. Uh, definitely going to use some of those things you just said, Luke, to just uh, think about the now uh, every couple uh, minutes or whatever. Uh, that made sense. Uh, and uh, yeah, honesty uh, is definitely key. Like even uh, when I came back and I uh, had went and made a hiccup, I could have lied about it, talking to the same people, but y'all welcomed me with open arms by being honest uh, when I had a hiccup. So uh, yeah, my time had to start over, but uh, yeah, it just felt good being uh, able to talk to somebody for real because yeah, you guys understand and are here to uh, help. Uh, definitely have to have an open mind to uh, learning something different. Uh, I agree with Brian and uh, I think what Jeff said that uh, yeah, Brian couldn't make or wouldn't go to the uh, actual meeting. So the meeting came to him. And that's the same thing uh, with me that uh, just with how crazy my schedule is, having three kids under 10, uh, I probably wouldn't be going to any meetings now either. It's just a different day and age. Uh, a, with COVID, they probably uh, stepped up like crazy. I know the Zoom stock has went through the roof uh, since COVID. Uh, but, yeah, this is honestly my best form because yeah, I can be right here with the family. I don't have to uh, drive places uh, uh, to go. So definitely open mind to uh, learning and doing things differently and the willingness to uh, actually want to uh, change because we all probably had a million times when we needed to change before we actually did. But uh, just being willing to say that, all right, enough is enough. And I didn't lie too many times that, uh, yeah, I need to actually do this thing for real, for real now. Uh, so, uh, yeah, still haven't, I don't know if anybody uh, said they had the uh, actual book in PDF or is it something I can get on Audible or something. I still uh, haven't got the uh, actual book, but uh, yeah, the topic definitely was uh, great. And today definitely uh, it helped me out. That's all I've got. Uh, there's no questions. Uh, I like how you just skipped over if there's no question. You just went right toward it. You're like, if there's no question. Oh, no. If there's no questions or comments, uh, please. Are you, Andre, are you, you sound like you're in a much better spot. You're feeling oh, yeah, good? Uh, feeling good. I mean, actually, right now, because I'm not... I mean, I know you said you were about. almost going to go, but right. you sound... Obviously, you said you came here, so you sound like you're in a better spot. You Are you feeling good, or are you a little concerned? Oh, no, no, I'm uh, feeling good. I think it was just, like I said, I'm a structured person, so when my life kind of gets out of whack a little bit, uh, that's the only time I really get to thinking about it. In the last two days, were kind of hectic, but... Uh, that's why I'm glad I had access to go to meetings and that I actually went. Uh, yeah, but that uh, takes part of just, yeah, me kind of yeah, trying to strengthen my mind too because that's all, yeah, this thing is uh, with us is uh, yeah, in our mind. So, yeah, I'm at a good place. Good, Appreciate man. You, Brad. Glad you're here. Thanks. Thanks. Um, Amy, you're up. All right. Thanks, Andre. Um, my name is Amy. Uh, my last 
date gambled is January 28th of 2020. Um, and I just wanted to start by also just, Luke, it's great to have you here. I started uh, recovery probably about, I think my first GA meeting was probably 13 years ago. Um, and I've been in and out. I uh, haven't made it too far. Um, I think nine months was my longest and I had a, another six month um, uh, time away from gambling. So I'm approaching that six month again and I'm um, definitely aware that that's often a time that I end up going back out there. Um, and I wanted to bring that up because when I came into the program 13 years ago, there wasn't podcasts, people weren't doing YouTube channels. And I'm so grateful for people like Luke who are just getting out there and talking and sharing their story on YouTube and Brian who started this podcast. There was literally nothing for me. I just soaked up all the gambling, all the GA literature and you know, I bought their red book and their blue book and, and a lot of it was just hard to relate to um, just for a variety of reasons. For one, I think those books were written in like 1902. <laughs> Even the vernacular is, is, um, you know, kind of hard to relate to. So I, I wish that when I started recovery that there would have been all of these opportunities. I, I think it really, really helps people more than you think. And um, so I love that Luke and Brian and, and, you know, Shane mentioned he wrote his story down and I think that's what resonates with people is when we get to hear other people's stories because it makes us feel like we're not completely alone. So, um, I just kind of want to start off with that. I don't have a ton to share tonight. Um, I, I kind of want to focus on really the, you know, we're talking about the, how the honesty, open-mindedness willingness. Um, I'm kind of just going to focus on one of those. So I'm going to go rogue and just kind of focus on one. And I think I'm just going to talk a little bit about honesty. Um, because I think that that is what has my being dis dishonest has really is what led to not substantial amounts of recovery for the time that I've actually started in GA and, and different recovery programs 13 years ago. So I think that I've always been pretty honest about my addiction. Um, it was pretty obvious <laughs> that I was a compulsive gambler. Um, you know, I grew up in a family where gambling, you know, we get lottery tickets in our stockings at Christmas. You know, I went to bingo with my mom all the time when I was like 12. And one of my earliest memories is my mom actually winning money on a scratch ticket and then the photocopy of that scratch ticket was just like in our kitchen for years and years and years and years. And, um, so I've always been around gambling. Um, <clears throat> I think, uh, so for me, you know, as soon as I really hit the slot machines, I was pretty hooked right away. Um, and so that wasn't really hard for me to be honest about me being a compulsive gambler. I went to my first GA meeting, um, and in GA, they ask you the 20 questions and they're just questions that really are about your gambling. And I answered yes to every single question. So um, it was pretty obvious that that I'm a gambler and um, a compulsive gambler. So that part wasn't hard. I think the part that has hindered me in my recovery is not being honest with the people in my life. Um, specifically, what has been the most freeing this time around with my recovery and I'm just about six months in again 
um, is really just being honest with my wife, um, my family, my friends. Um, I didn't, you know, I went for a really long time without going to meetings. I thought that if I went to a meeting, people would think, are you gambling again? Um, and I just tried to do it completely alone. And the more alone I was trying to recover from gambling, the more lying that occurred. Um, and, you know, the people in my life love me. They're here to support me. And I really wish I had been more honest with them, you know, right from the beginning, because I think that's what really um, has derailed my recovery in a lot of ways. So this time around, everything is a lot different. Um, just being honest when I'm having triggers um, has been, you know, really helpful. Um, I've had kind of a hard couple of weeks. I've had some, um, just been kind of down with the whole COVID thing. I'm ready to go back to work and um, I work in the school system and, you know, the schools, it looks like they might still be closed down in the fall. So I've just been kind of going through a little bit of a dark time this week. And um, this was the perfect time that I would have most likely gone out and gambled. So um, instead of just keeping all those feelings to myself, um, you know, I, I've really been honest about how I've been feeling to the people in my life and, and say, yeah, it's kind of a hard time right now. This is the time when I'm most likely to gamble. Um, I just want you to know that. Um, and so uh, that gives me a lot of freedom because it feels like I'm not trying to hide my feelings. I'm not trying to um, hide my temptation. Um, I'm just kind of being honest. And, and every time that I talk about my gambling, I feel like I'm being successful because I know that I can't recover alone. So that's really kind of what I just wanted to talk about today is just kind of that ever since I started being completely honest with the people in my life six months ago, my life has gotten exponentially more relaxed. Um, and even though we're going through a pandemic, and even though, like I said, I have hard times, just being, uh, just being relaxed in the fact that I'm being authentic to those that I care about and people that I encounter just on the daily is just, uh, is really just, it's freedom. So I wanted to give one more shout out to Tiffany. Last week, she talked about her gratitude journal and every day since I have written 10 things I'm grateful for every day. And and that's been kind of nice because when I did have a couple of days where I was feeling kind of down, I looked at my, my, my gratitude journal. I already have seven days. So just wanted to give Tiffany a shout out because kind of like what Brian said earlier too, just, I'm just so grateful. I mean, you know, despite, you know, having things that I'm, you know, debts to pay and all that kind of stuff. I'm just so grateful to just be in the place that I am um, being authentic and not gambling. So anybody have any questions or comments or anything? I do. All right, Brian. Just want, so Amy, the last today and I think last week when you were in the meeting, somebody else entered the room. And so my assumption is that, that is your wife. And then, so my question is, what does she think about you participating in the meeting? Is she excited that you're going to do this? Is she like, you're, you're going to get on there and talk about it? Does she understand everything that's going on? Yeah, that, that's a great question, Brian. Um, she does. She and also, I don't want to be intrusive. I apologize if that wasn't you, too intrusive. No, you're not, you're not intrusive okay. at all. And um, she's super supportive of it because, you know, I didn't talk about gambling really for the six years that we've been together. We've been 
we're about to celebrate our one year anniversary. And, and that, that's really is what uh, is really keeping me going is the fact that I feel like now I can be really honest. Um, and she, it's been rough, you know, um, but she's, she's here to stay and she's been so supportive and she's grateful for these meetings too, because she knows that I get a lot out of them. So yeah, it's been great. If there is nobody else, I am going to call out Brad. Thank you, Amy. Brad F., compulsive gambler. I have not placed a bet since February 7th of 2020. Um, there's been two or three times that my internet told me that my connection was unstable for the first part of this meeting. So I've heard everything, but if I come in and out, just let me know wave your hand, tell me to shut up, whatever works. Um, first, before I say anything else, congratulations, Brian, on six years. Is that tomorrow? Tomorrow? And congratulations, Jeffrey, on five years, we think, give or take a few days, because we don't know the last time you actually gambled. I think we use the 24th, right? That's what we're using. All right. Congratulations. That's fucking awesome, guys. Awesome. Um, that's been like five months for me, five and a half months. Uh, Luke, the first time I went to a GA meeting, I thought everybody was old and I'm like 40. So I can't imagine when you're 20 walking into a GA meeting and like everybody's like Jeff's age and that's fucking old. Um, so uh, kudos to... Uh, to uh, going back and kudos to everything you're doing and uh, thanks for being here. And uh, and Andre, um, it was good to see you last night. You talked about struggling a little bit yesterday and I hear you talking about struggling again today. And I will say it with a public audience. Uh, you kind of made it seem like the option today was come to the meeting or go to the casino. If you're ever in a position where it's go to the casino, but you don't have a meeting you could go to instead. You can fucking call me anytime or anybody else in that WhatsApp group. Um, uh, that's the way it works. So uh, just remember that. Um, uh, I think maybe I'll talk about, oh no, Luke, uh, before we go any further, I was late because I was coming home from the golf course. This tan doesn't happen by itself. You have to spend a lot of time out there. Uh, so I'm ready to golf whenever you are. And my stepdad was a golf course superintendent. So when I was your age, I was working on a golf course myself. Um, and I, I love that shit too. That's what I'm going to do in retirement. It's awesome. Um, okay. Enough with that stuff. I got it off my chest. Uh, there was only, uh, Amy, you actually stole my, um, <laughs> Amy, you actually stole my thunder because I wasn't going to hit on much of it except for the honesty. Um, as far as the topic went, I, I, uh, I, I, I guess I conceptually what Jeff described about the first three steps and the how uh, Jeff and I have talked about that before. I've heard him share that before and I can relate to that and I conceptually understand it. Um, I am not far enough into my recovery where I can say I'm always honest about everything. Now, what I will say is that I have a conscience now this newly developed thing that I've suppressed for like the last 15 years, where when I'm dishonest, I immediately know it. Uh, but I can't say, like, I, I would almost just say dishonesty is the habit for me. Um, dishonesty is, uh, 
uh, uh, my, has been my way of life for so long. Um, hiding what I've been doing has been my uh, way of life for, for a long time. And now I'm not hiding what I'm doing. And I'm not intention. I will say that I'm not intentionally being dishonest. Um, but sometimes I just, my first reaction is to be dishonest. I don't know why. I don't know where it comes from. Uh, but it's, it's just the truth. Um, and, uh, but now I realize it, right? Uh, I realize it. I'm far enough along in my recovery, uh, working the steps where it, it, when it happens, I go, oh, shit, why'd you have to say that? Uh, and I think, and I think, you know, guys, I'm, I'm not, I'm not even talking about the big things. Sometimes I'm not talking about, you know, hiding a debt or lying about where you were. I mean, it could be something stupid, like getting a text from my wife. Did you take the trash out? And I say, yes, even though I haven't took the trash out yet. And it's like, okay, now I have to take the trash out because I told her yes. Uh, you know, it could be, it could be stupid stuff, but it, but it's, I, I find it um, for myself. Uh, I find that I, 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 I just, I'm just a fucking manipulator guys. Like that's what I do. That's what I've done. That's how I've made it through life. That's how, you know, that's how I get things done. I manipulate. And in order to manipulate, there's a level of dishonesty, a level of bending the truth, a level of telling half of the story and not telling the rest. And, um, and I've done that for a long time. Uh, but to the topic and the point of the topic, Danielle, I don't, I don't intentionally do that anymore. Uh, I'm at a place in my recovery where I try my best to be honest at all times, even though um, it makes me uncomfortable and I don't like to be in a place of being uncomfortable, which is counterintuitive because when you're lying all the time, there were some times I was uncomfortable just talking because I forgot which lies I told to who. Um, and, I, and I don't have to do that anymore. So uh, great topic. That's all I want to share about it. I want to leave some time here for Kelly and Tiffany. And I will do my eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Thanks for letting me share. And Tiffany, you're next. Thanks, Brad. Um, <clears throat> everybody, Tiffany K, Compulsive Gambler, last at date, September 22nd, 2019. So today is actually my 10-month anniversary, technically. Um, so I can see in the, in the hunt, you know, the year mark, another two months. So I'm excited about that. Congratulations to Brian and Jeff for your years. That's awesome. So great to be on this meeting. A lot of great therapy tonight. Um, Danielle, thanks for the topic. How? Um, yeah, so honesty really wasn't a huge hangup for me because I feel like really the only person I was lying to was myself. You know, um, like I mentioned before, I had no one um, checking in on me. I didn't have to lie to anyone. You know, I came and went as I as I as I pleased with the gambling. So really, the lies was just to myself, telling myself that oh, I don't have a problem. I can handle it myself. But I knew eventually I had to get help, and and GA definitely helped me. Like you, Luke, I came in and I had like a lot of. I had a lot of zealousness and I just was like really eager, but I, the thing that concerns me and I, and um, I had experienced this myself, I was just like pushing and pushing myself to the point where I got burnt out and I just kind of like retreated. So I just don't want that to happen to you. So just, again, like I had said before, take your time with recovery, be patient. Um, you have your whole life to do recovery. So just, just don't work, uh, rush the process. 
you know. Um, honesty to me is being transparent with everybody in my life. Um, I'm gonna, you know, uh, expose this, but I actually kind of outed myself on Instagram. If you go on my Instagram, I talk about this podcast. I talk about, you know, being a, a recovering compulsive gambler. Like I don't like hide the fact that I have a problem. What I do emphasize is that I'm I'm getting help, and that's super important. I, I really just use my experience just to kind of like reach out to other people and show, hey, recovery works. I'm working the steps. And I don't do that for my own benefit. I just I just do it to put it out there and just like expose myself because I feel like if you keep the secret of gambling, it has power over you. And I just try to eliminate that. Now, some people will say, oh, that's kind of foolish. You don't want to like put all your business out there. I don't do that. It's more like encouragement of like getting better through recovery. So I'm, I'm tra- transparent in that way. And then as far as like the open-mindedness, um, step two was a, a step that I struggled with because I didn't have a higher power when I came into GA, like at all. And I will, I will give credit to GA because GA is God's answer. I know that's somebody, that's something that an, an elder has said in the meeting. And I totally believe that's true. I had, had no faith at all. Um, with everything that happened with my parents, with everything that I felt like I was being punished by God for everything that happened. I had no faith. I had no faith that I was going to be better from gambling. I thought it was just something that was just going to consume me. And I was perfectly like, not happy, but I was like, okay with that. I accepted that fate because I had no purpose. I felt like I had no purpose in my life. So it was just the open-mindedness of just setting aside my ego and getting help, like really realizing that I can't do do it by myself. And I didn't want to do it by myself. because I had done a lot of things by myself and it's just like, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay. It just, it shows a lot of courage to do that, to not just like reclude within yourself and just, you know, give up and, and not really try. Um, willingness, I will say just to be uncomfortable in situations. Like I never thought I would get on a podcast. <laughs> I never thought I would chair meetings, just doing a bunch of different things that like stretches you out of your comfort zone. So important because I'm a type of person, like, I'll get bored with, like, just going to meetings and not doing work. So I need to actively, like, do different things not to get complacent. You know, complacency is, like, death to us. Like, if you become complacent, that just leads you to a place where you end up gambling again. So I really try to avoid that Um, willingness to do whatever it takes, putting up roadblocks, self-exclusion. I know it's an extreme thing, but I needed to do it. I had to do it. had to I had to do what had to be done, essentially. And um, just making those like firm decisions. Listen, I, I want to do recovery. I don't want to just abstain. It's not enough. Abstaining is not enough. And um, as far as um, the situation with COVID has been very interesting because I felt like I've grown exponentially in my recovery because I had to count on different modes of recovery instead of GA because I was very much GA, GA this, GA that. Um, I actually met somebody, I'm going to call her M, just for her anonymity, um, in a GA meeting. And she told me about Jeff's um, Zoom meeting. She told me about podcasting, Reddit, like things that I never even even thought about doing. And it's just amazing to me that I, I took a chance in getting into this meeting, meeting Jeff, then getting on this podcast. And then Danielle and I doing like our own spinoff podcast. It just amazes me how like one decision like created all of this. Um, so just the willingness to, to try different modes of recovery. Um, 
like I'm not going to discount GA. GA saved my life absolutely in every way. But it's just nice to have options. Like um, Amy was mentioning, just <laughs> the vernacular in the yellow book is a little outdated. And I had mentioned this to other people. It's just, I appreciate GA, but I need other modes just to keep recovery fresh and just to always constantly be growing. Um, I will share this, this higher power story. And I just thought about this and it involves you, Danielle. <laughs> no, but you had mentioned, well, you had mentioned that we had met at, you know, the mini conference, the GA mini conference, which a, a lot of people don't know, if you don't know, mini conference is basically like a workshop where uh, the region gets together, has, you know, different um, meetings, essentially, about recovery, it's held usually once a year. I met her, but then I met her prior to that, forgot about it, right? So then I go to this local meeting, I meet M. I'm going to bring up M again. She tells me about the podcast, all that kind of forget about it, you know, whatever. And then I actually go to like a GA meeting, like very far away, um, very like like an hour and a half away from me. I took a day off just to go to this meeting, just to do different meetings. Like I'm very much about going to different meetings and getting different recovery. That helps me. So I took a chance. I went to this meeting and I met Danielle's sponsor <laughs> and I didn't know it at the time, but I talked to her sponsor and as you guys know, I talked about women's preferred meeting. I had brought this up um, in January. I, I actually was going to a physical uh, women's preferred meeting in a, one location in our state. And I thought it would be good for us to have our own in our own region. Her sponsor actually created one years ago. And I happened to have talked to her. And she gave me the like, encouragement to like start it. You know, this is like back in March. So then... She passes her information to Danielle. Danielle and I talk and we're like reminiscing and all this stuff. So then I get onto the Zoom meeting. I get onto the podcast and I, I tell Danielle about, hey, come on to the Zoom meeting. She gets on. We get on the podcast together. Then we get a spinoff podcast. It's like, this is insane to me, like how much has happened in the last four months, all this stuff. And it's just like that one decision to go to that meeting and meet this one person and talk about podcasts and Reddit, and then just all this this stuff happened. It just it was just amazing to me. That's totally higher power. I just wanted to share that it has something to do with the, the topic, really. But it's just something that I thought about because I was feeling like really ungrateful today, and I don't know if it was because of the COVID situation. Just like I'm just feeling like, man, we're never gonna get out of this situation. Like I've been holding on. We've been holding on for so long. I just want to go to physical meetings again. I'm just tired of this virtual stuff. Not that I, you know, appreciate it. It's just not the same having an in-person meeting and I was just feeling really ungrateful but then I was just like man all this stuff that's transpired in four months is amazing and I just really have to be appreciative of everything that's happened and I am grateful so thanks for letting me share and I'm open for comment guys okay if there is no comments I will pass it to Kelly finally yeah thanks Tiffany Um, so I am Kelly. I am a compulsive gambler. My last bet was December 27th of 2018. And I should say I am a grateful recovering compulsive gambler. Um, I am very grateful today. Um, today was uh, sort of a good day for me. I uh, got something off my chest earlier and I just, I just feel fantastic. Um, but to be honest with you, I, I came in late today because I was working and I was, uh, when I was done my work at about quarter after six and went, oh, I don't really want to turn on the podcast. I, I just want to go home. So I'm sitting here at work. I decided to turn on the podcast 
and holy crap, am I am I excited that I did so? Um, Luke, that is fantastic. I just I just want to say that right now, Luke, that is absolutely fantastic what you're doing. Um, I for one, uh, I I know I want you to take it slow, as uh, Brian and Tiffany have mentioned. But I for one, I I applaud you for just just having the guts to do that because I for one would not. Um, and as Tiffany said, I, I I wouldn't have ever thought like two years ago that I'd be on a podcast for anti-gambling as well. I I know that I, I'm taking steps myself and. That's absolutely fantastic, Luke. That you can do that at the age of 20, because I know at the age of 20, I was, I was, all, all I was worried about was uh, whatever video games and girls, right? whatever, right, sort of thing. So, um, and um, I just want to make another comment because this is what something I always say in my uh, in-person meetings. Amy, you'll get that mink coat one day. So, <laughs> um, now. Um, as for the topic, Danielle, thank you. Um, I don't have much to say on the topic because I wasn't really thinking about it all day as I usually do about the topic. But uh, um, I would say I have once reading that part in the in the GA handbook about honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness, I have definitely adapted that into my life. Um, I, for one, have always thought of myself as being honest, but when I was gambling, it was quite the opposite. I was very dishonest. And as Brad has said, it's it's very hard to break that habit. Um, um, so yeah, maybe sometimes I'll, I'll lie. I'll have a small little white lie about taking out the garbage, as Brad said, or or something like uh, have you fed the dogs, or or <laughs> whatever. Um, and I'll I'll say oh yeah I have, but then I'll just go do it right away because now now I'm now I'm going to be held accountable for it. So. Um, for the most part, I have a very open mind. Um, someone suggests to me something that I should be doing, I'll I'll really consider it now. Um, while I was gambling, it was like, oh no, it was my way or the highway. Um, and so, in that respect, I have a very open mind. I um, I'm open to suggestions at any time. Um, and um, and all that, I don't really have much to say about the willingness. I mean, I I. I really know the willingness is there. That's all I can say about that. I just know it's there. And um, thank you, Brian. This is absolutely fantastic on the podcast. I think uh, 100, 100 episodes is amazing. I, I've listened to all of them, some of them more than once, um, especially the beginning ones. They were, they were, I know it was kind of different back then, but it was absolutely uh, good for me to listen to. So, uh, and congratulations also on six years and Jeff on five years. Um, everything is uh, going well for people in this in this meeting. So um, that's all I have to say. Open for questions or comments, or if we want to end the podcast. Ellie, I, I do have I do have a question because you said that since you're not gambling, you're more open. Um, what what changed? Was it the not gambling that changed for you that made you more open? Was it? Was it something in there? Would you notice anything, or was it simply that it was just the gambling? Um, I would say that the the gambling closed my mind. Um, I would say I, if I remember back before I was gambling, um, I was very self centered um, and not willing to change. Uh, but now, yeah, it, it, the gambling kind of made that even worse. I would say. And now just listening to people's recoveries and 
getting inspired by different people in, in the rooms. Um, that that's probably what has changed me to be a little bit more open-minded is that I can see the light and I'm, I'm heading for it. So. Awesome. Thank you. Well, if nobody else has anything this week, uh, I also want to thank you all for sticking around for an hour and a half. I know we always try to make it an hour, but it always ends up being an hour and a half. So for Amy and Danielle and Brad and Kelly and Luke and Tiffany and Shane and Andre and Jeff, I'm Brian. Thank you very much for listening.